And I was really struggling because it's like, why is God, why would God let this happen to me? I thought God is, God is supposed to love me. God is not supposed to let me down. Right now, I was just, during those times, I was very angry. And it's like, I don't feel like God is here. I, I just, I just didn't. It took me a long time to come to terms with that. And through the process of healing, I learned that God is always with me, no matter what. And maybe there were some lessons that I needed to learn along the way. I needed to listen. And I wasn't listening to God. I was blocking him out. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Called Forth podcast. I'm so excited to have my guest Trevor Graves on this episode. Trevor Graves is the founder and CEO of Bloom Personal Branding. As a global personal brand strategist, she has worked with hundreds of clients and organizations ranging from seven-figure and startup entrepreneurs, New York Times bestselling authors, professional speakers, coaches, politicians, business and sales executives to build influence, impact, credibility, and income. Trevor works with you to provide a focused portrait of your professional reputation, one that will be invaluable for your professional success. She has a passion for speaking, personal branding, and working with clients to leverage quick wins with the long game in mind. So thank you so much, Trevor, for, for being on the podcast today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me. It's fair. I'm very happy to be here. I'm excited for my audience to get to know who you are, how you've gone from, you know, where you started to this amazing, impressive resume. So I just kind of want to start off the podcast with you sharing a little bit about who you are in your journey and how, how you've landed to where you're at today in your journey. Yes. Oh my gosh. Where do I begin? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I grew up in Sioux Falls, South Dakota and spent most of my life there. Uh, my background is quite varied. Um, I worked as a speech pathologist for 25 years, uh, but I always had this other part of me that, um, you know, we all have so many interests and um, this, my other interests were sort of calling me. So I grew up in a house where my mother um, is a personal stylist. She worked for Macy's Corporation for many, many years. And that's kind of really where I learned all about um, style and beauty and fashion and wardrobes and how to, you know, just dress for success. And and um, really developed, um, you know, I kind of followed in my mother's footsteps for a while. Um, in um, as I got as I got older, working with women, um, you know, cleaning up closets and building wardrobes. And so all this time when I was was working in my my main job, <laughs> I still had this this passion for for image and and helping women present themselves. 
And so I started a side hustle for a while doing image consulting. And then that sort of kind of grew from there. Um, I started getting asked to, oh, could you come into my business? Um, you know, whether it was a bank or a real estate company or um, other financial type institutions, you know, could you come in and talk about first impressions and image? And then that led to communication skills and business etiquette. So things just started to grow and morph from there um, to where in 2013, I decided to open up my own business and started, um, you know, working on um, working with women on all of these different types of, you know, career skills, really. And um, to where now I do it almost full time. And I absolutely love what I do. So that's, kind of a um a bat you know a little bit of a background in what I do but my main focus now is is working with entrepreneurs on um personal branding and and really honing in on you know the messaging and how they really present themselves to the world so it's kind of all related uh but I I just kind of found this niche that I love to do in, in working with branding. Oh, that's amazing. And I saw that you're a former Mrs. Iowa, which I think is so cool, especially as an Iowa native. Um, so I'm yeah. curious, you have, it sounds like you have worked with a variety of clients in your experience with working with just these, these different range of clients. What would you say has been either a pattern that you've noticed of the things that typically hold people back from really walking in their purpose and going after their dreams and goals. Can you speak to the things that you have seen um, as, you know, one of the, you know, the top one or two things that you feel like holds really holds people back? Yes. Well, so I've worked with both men and women, but I primarily work with women. And I think the number one thing that holds women back from doing what they want to do, whether it is a business or whatever it may be, maybe it's leading a committee at work or even volunteering in their communities, you know, whatever that may be. The one thing I've noticed is lack of confidence. And if I've always felt that confidence really it's, is in the roots of your success. If you don't have that as a foundation, how can you be successful really at anything, whether it's your job, your relationships, you know, your friendships, whatever it may be. And so when I start working with people, um, you know, as a coach, I really work initially with building confidence because it's just you got to believe in yourself you know before you go out into the world and if you're an entrepreneur if you're selling a product a service an idea you got to believe in it yourself first and um so it's lack of confidence and and self-doubt and boy i grew up with a lot of self-doubt and insecurity and that's kind of why I 
wrote a book about that, which is coming out here in a couple of weeks on, on Amazon, but it's lack of confidence. That's the number one thing I think. And so when you're working with clients who are struggling with confidence and self-doubt, what are some of the things that you tell them? Like, what are some of the strategies that you've either utilized in your own life or that you encourage others to use? Yes. Well, in my book, I talk about um, the five steps that I have taken to become a confident person today. And so some of this goes way back. Um, if I could just take a step back for a moment. Um, and it's it's the reason why I wrote this book. Um, so I was severely bullied as a child and I've dealt with other bullies in my life. And bullies can be people, they can be problems, they can be situations, they can even be addictions. And that's kind of how I see it. But what I did was I, I, I came up with this, this method. And, you know, when I, when I think about it, um, you know, I named my company Bloom. And when I was, was coming up with these strategies, um, they all fit into the word bloom. So it's believing in yourself. That's the number one thing that you have to do to overcome self-doubt and insecurity. It's loving yourself. Um, if you don't love yourself, um, you're really holding yourself back. It's taking advantage of opportunities. Um, you know, opportunities come and go, but if you don't put yourself out there and take a risk every once in a while, um, you're not going to grow and you're not going to change. And that may hold you back from building confidence. The other O is observation. And I've learned so much and built my confidence through observing people, you know, how do they move and act and behave and talk and walk and, you know, all of those things. What is it that they have that I didn't have as I was growing up and into adulthood, not having um, those feelings of confidence every day? And finally, the M stands for mentorship. Um, my gosh, I would not be where I am today without having mentors in my life that nudged me along and gave me advice and really helped me um, find the answers in myself. You know, they kind of pulled that out of me, mm -hmm. but that's what a good mentor does. And so those are really the steps. Um, that that I have taken to help me be confident. And once I got there, it's like the whole world opened up. And then I felt like I could do anything. And it's one of the reasons why I did the, the, the um, Mrs. America pageant um, for Iowa is that I did it to challenge myself. I did it to prove to myself that I can do this. I can get up in front of people and speak and, um, you know, represent causes and, and, and talk to people. So that's, that's the blue method. And, um, I just go into lots of different stories and, and strategies and frameworks in the book to help you, 
bloom your confidence so you can leave that self-doubt and insecurity behind. I love each of those pieces so much. Like as you were going through them, I was thinking powerful, powerful, powerful to everything you were saying. And the two that stood out to me the most really are when you said we're talking about opportunity, because I feel like so many times we feel like either we don't necessarily in our head think oh, this opportunity is going to fall on my lap. But that's sometimes how we operate. Like our behavior is we think the opportunities are going to come to us. And really, it's stepping out and taking opportunities. It's taking action, going after the things um, that really help to you know, expand where, where you are. So I love that you brought up opportunity because it's such an action-based thing. Because so much in life, there are things that we can't control. But but there are things that we can. And when we focus on what we can step out and do and creating our op- our own opportunities or step or accepting an opportunity that's given, we really start to, we can start to gain some traction. And the other thing that you talked about with mentorship, I think that is so huge. Um, I can think in my own life as well, that the times that I invested in myself with coaching were just the most invaluable things. Like I might've paid money for that, but what I received back was invaluable. So I love that you brought that up because you know, there's so much information out there for people to walk out and do things, but where, what people really need is organization and implementation. And that's what mentorship and coaching does. Some Somebody to come alongside you and like put frameworks like you were saying to all of the information because it's easy to be overwhelmed. I mean, we live in the world of Google and YouTube University. We can learn things, but when you have somebody in your corner mentoring you and coaching you, it's, I always feel like it's putting your foot on the gas pedal of your life. Like maybe you can figure it out slowly over time, but if you get a mentor, if you get a coach, it's like, bam, your foot's on the gas pedal and you're cruising so much faster than you would on your own. So I I love those two aspects to what you shared. Yes, thank you. And that's so true. You know, if, you know, if opportunities come and go and they may present themselves today, but they're gone tomorrow and I always tell people, if you are the least bit interested in in it, take it, do it, because you could be wildly successful from it, which is wonderful, but maybe, maybe that situation was a learning experience for you and and it got you a little bit out of your comfort zone. Um, I always think opportunities are, are just when those doors open, take them. And if, if one isn't coming your way, but you're ready, then create one for yourself, you know? So that's, I mean, that's just a huge part of growing your confidence. Yes. And I even love the name bloom because I, it makes me think of that phrase bloom where you're planted. And I've often thought of not even just blooming where you're planted sometimes, but, um, seeing the beauty where you're planted. And if you can't see the beauty, then create the beauty where you're planted. So I feel like all of that kind of ties together. So I love even your name, Bloom, because it is, to me, it it inspires action. It inspires creativity. It it inspires hope because sometimes when you are on the entrepreneurial journey or whatever it is that you have in front of you, whatever goal you have, sometimes it, it, it is easy to feel discouraged or defeated because maybe you struggle with seeing results from all of your effort. But the word bloom that just like inspires you, that word just inspires you to keep going because eventually you will bloom. Eventually you will reap the harvest of the seeds that you're sowing. So I, I love that even just your name exemplifies um, action and inspiration. 
Yes. Well, well, thank you for saying that. When I when I was trying to come up with a name, it's like, what do I love? You know, it's part of that whole personal branding thing. And number one, I love flowers. <laughs> I always like to have fresh flowers in my house because it makes me happy. Um, but to me, bloom is growing, thriving and achieving. And that's really what when you, you know, as a as an entrepreneur, a coach, a business owner, that's what I want uh, my clients to feel when they work with me, I'm growing, I'm thriving and achieving. And so, um, bloom just, yeah, it means so much more to me, um, because of those things and, um, because of what I do, I just love it. Yes. And so you touched on personal branding. So I'd love for you to speak to that for just a little bit, uh, because it is a big part of what you do. How important do you think a personal brand is and how can the average everyday person who is maybe they have an idea for something they want to pursue, how can they begin to think about personal branding? Yeah. Well, personal branding really is about becoming self-aware. So it's, it's not necessarily how you look, although your image is part of your brand, but it's more about coming, um, coming to grips with who am I as a person? What are my values, my passion, my purpose? What is your why? What's your mission? So it's not the external part of yourself. It's actually very internal. Um, it's what drives you to get out of bed every day. You know, why do you do what you do? And personal branding really to me is finding out or discovering what your secret sauce is what is your special ingredient and it's typically something that maybe you have overcome in your life that now you are powerfully positioned to help other people with so it's it's more about taking that unique value that you have and exploiting it in the service of others so for me for example um, I came through self-doubt and did the hard work to get out of it to now I have confidence. And mm -hmm. so my special ingredient is confidence. That's the word that I want people to see when they look at me. Like that's the lady that can help me be confident. So it's, that's how I kind of describe it. It's, you know, how are you perceived by people, even when you're not in the room? You know, what are those words they think about when they think about you? So that's how I would kind of describe personal brand. And that's why it's so important as an entrepreneur. And it doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur. Maybe you aspire to be a leader someday. Maybe you're in sales. And, you know, what words do you want to put out there about you, you know, how, how are you going to attract those clients to come work with you? Even if you're a stay at home mom, or, you know, everyone has a personal brand. So it doesn't, it's not just for business people, but everyone has one. And it's, you know, when I think about people, I know my friends or people in the business world, there are certain words that come to my mind when I think about them. So that's, it's kind of really digging in 
doing some of that self-discovery and figuring out what makes me or you unique. I love that so much. Uh, it just reminds me of the phrase like uh, pulling the gold out whether it's in yourself or in other people, depending on what you do. And you mentioned two phrases, which I absolutely love as well, which is finding your uniqueness and exploiting it in the service of others. And then you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. And the reason why I love that you mentioned that is because sometimes when we go through life, we have challenges, we have struggles, and it's easy to get lost in the pain of that. But when you think of these phrases, finding your uniqueness, exploiting it in the service of others, and um, you're most powerfully positioned to serve the person you once were. It helps you to find purpose to your pain. And it that experience that you had, that challenge, doesn't just exist to define you from a negative perspective. It's actually what's built you. It's what's made you the person that you are today. So, um, you know, those phrases, I feel like, inspire us to think with some fresh perspective on our life. So, you know, I, I love that you shared that because I do, I feel like it brings perspective to what can sometimes feel heavy when we go through challenges and obstacles. Yes, definitely. Hit the nail right on the head. <laughs> so um, one thing I want to give us some time to talk about is this new book that you have launching, which is so exciting. Um, I, I would love for you to spend some time talking about that. Yes, yes. Well, so this has been probably something that's been inside of me a very long time. <laughs> and I decided about a year and a half ago to just really sit down and get it all out on paper. And um, so I it's called Self-Doubt Detox, Five Steps to Beat Your Bully and Bloom Confidence. And so in the book, I share lots of personal stories um, some of them good, some of them not so good because life isn't perfect, right? <laughs> and um, I share those stories as really teaching tools uh, to, to the readers. Um, and it's also where I incorporate bloom, believe, love, opportunity, observation, and mentorship. And I, and I, kind of tie the stories and the method all together, um, which kind of accumulates into self-worth. That's our whole goal, right? We want to value ourselves and be comfortable in our own skin and be, be able to just share ourselves authentically. And so that's really what the book is about. Um, I talk about what what are bullies, and I kind of mentioned earlier that bullies are not necessarily people. Um, they can be other things. They can be imposter syndrome, which we all struggle with um, sometimes on a daily basis. So I talk about that. Um, but it's it's kind of getting to know what your bullies are, and then moving in to bloom and working through that process through my stories and strategies to help you have self-worth because that's mm -hmm. what we all want. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love it. That sounds so encouraging. Um, you know, I would just love to also give you a few minutes just to, one thing that we talk about in Called Forth a lot is breaking through the belief systems that hold us back from connection and purpose. Can you speak to any belief systems that along the way you've had to break through, uh, whether it was just lies that you were believing or, you know, 
one thing that I talk about is when we go throughout life, when we go through experiences, we pull a belief system about God, about ourselves or about other people. And those build over time. And we sometimes if we're not careful, we can start to be believing things that we realize really aren't true or they don't serve us moving forward. Can you speak to um, any belief systems that you've had to learn to work through or lies that you've had to uh, just dismiss so that you can move forward confidently and dismiss those bullies, as you mentioned in your book? Well, gosh, a couple of things come to mind. You know, um, I was always kind of the kid growing up that I never really fit in. I just... I, I don't know what it was, but I just, I didn't have really any confidence. And I, um, you know, as I mentioned, my mother was a personal stylist. So I had access growing up to clothes. And again, this is back in the late seventies, early eighties, you know, growing up and it was the dawn of the mall and, and, and the dawn of, you know, Calvin Klein. And I had these amazing clothes and I figured out later on, that it, I wore these clothes and things to sort of cover up my insecurities. And it was one of the reasons why I was bullied for a long, you know, years. Um, but that was sort of what made me feel better. <laughs> um, and I talk about that in the book too. But what was happening was, you know, when you, when you're bullied, it's, you start to believe all of these things like, you know, you're worthless, you don't matter, um, you know, all of those mean things that people would say to me, it, 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 you know, it gets to you and, and it really starts to affect your whole mental health and well-being. And what happened was all these, all this time that this was going on, I learned that I was just giving my power away. I wasn't owning it. And I was probably too young at the time, although I wasn't a teenager, but I was too young at the, at the time to fully understand it. And once, once you stop believing these horrible things that are being said about you and you start to do the healing process of, of um, you know, I, and I had mentors along the way, but they helped me see that those things were not true. And I started to take back my power, my, my well-being. And I, that's what I had to sort of detox out of me is to just let those things go. Don't believe those things because those are not true. And once I started to do that, I, and owned my power, I stood in my presence, then that's when I really started to feel better. I also will add this during this time, I, and I went to Catholic school. So I was, um, you know, going to church twice a week, you know, religion classes, all of these things. And I was really struggling because it's like, why is God, why would God let this happen to me? Like, why, why me? You know, I thought God is, God is supposed to love me. God is not supposed to let me down. And right now I was just, during those times, I was very angry 
And it's like, I don't feel like God is here. I, I just, I just didn't, you know, and it took me a long time to come to terms with that. And through the process of healing, um, I learned that God is always with me, no matter what. And maybe there were some lessons that I needed to learn along the way. I needed to listen. And I wasn't listening to God. I was blocking him out. And so once I started to listen, um, that's when things also changed. And I felt I, I, I felt that God was there for me. See, I'm getting emotional right now, but, um, but it was a process. It was, it was not, it was not easy, but I'm okay now. <laughs> I, I love that you shared that a couple of things I wanted to highlight that you touched on was that, um, for a period of time, you gave your power away, but you learned to to stand and hold that power rather than give it away. And I think so often, I, I even tell my teenage girls this, um, when you give weight to other people's opinions, it's like giving your power away because you focus yeah. so much on what other, other people are thinking and how they're perceiving you and you're focused on whether you're failing in front of them. But you just, you strip fear of power and you, you take your power back when you start focusing on the things you can control. And other people's perspectives, unfortunately, so fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, you can't control that. So I love that right. you shared that you moved from this place of powerlessness to powerfulness. And then the second thing that you said that I feel like is such a highlight point is recognizing that when we go through hard times, it is easy to feel like, God, why don't you see me? Why aren't you taking this from me? You know, why me? I, I so related when you shared that. Um, but when we can focus on the fact that no matter what we go through, God is cultivating something in us in the process. He wastes nothing. He and He redeems it all ultimately. Obviously, in your life, you're living a life of redemption. Like you, you suffered for years and years and years, but God has redeemed that, and you're able to be this confident woman who serves and helps other people. You know, I love that that part of your story is just so beautiful because the exchange process with with God is that we give him our ashes, the pain of what we've walked through, and he gives us back beauty for our ashes. And, and you just exemplify beauty. So I love that in your story, there's redemption, there's this exchange with God, and you have, you know, you're a living example of what it's like to, or what it looks like to suffer greatly, but then go through this exchange process with God and have a beautiful life on the other side of your pain. So I thank you for being vulnerable and sharing that because I think it's a powerful lesson for, especially for women to hear when they're going through struggles and challenges that don't seem to change. Oh my gosh, you said that so beautifully. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And that's, it's one of the reasons why I do what I do today. Um, if we can if I can help just one person, um, you know, get to the other side and granted, not everyone has dealt with people bullies like me. Um, but if, if you can get to the other side, like I have, it is so much better <laughs> and so much more, I don't know, life just becomes so much more fulfilling and, um, you know, you learn to look at the glass, you know, 
full <laughs> versus, you know, not so full. So, uh, yeah, it's, it was, it's a healing process. It really was a very much a healing process. Mm. Well, as we wrap up today, I just want to give you a chance to talk to the ladies of Callforth and just leave them with a word of encouragement um, as maybe they, they could be in varied spots in the journey. But for the most part, you know, these are ladies who are ambitious women of faith who are going after things, but maybe they're coming up against a wall and they're struggling to find that breakthrough that and they want to have connection. They want to live in purpose, but they're at that that wall. They just can't seem to get beyond. So I'd love to give you some time to speak some encouragement. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. So here's something that I, I do every single day. And I've been doing this. I am not kidding you for 40 years. <laughs> so it's, I've been, it's ever since I started on this journey of healing to, to getting where I am today. And every day I wake up and I say three positive affirmations. I go to the mirror and I say them, for example, I will say, I am valuable. I am capable. I am worth it. I am going to have an awesome day. I truly believe that if you start and end your day with in a positive mindset, it can truly help you um, build your confidence and feel good about yourself. And I know sometimes people think, you know, oh, that's so silly. But truly, um, positive self-talk is the first step in believing yourself. And if you say it out loud and hear it and start to feel it, um, things are going to start to change. Building confidence doesn't happen overnight. It it truly takes baby steps. And if you can take one tiny little baby step every single day um, in changing your belief system, if it's negative to a positive, um, then you are on the right track. And I guess it starts with believe. Um, no one else can do this for you. No one else can take that first step. It is up to you. And believing in yourself is a choice. Mm -hmm. So I hope that you make the choice just to take a baby step and start believing in yourself because you'll reap the rewards um, as you grow, thrive, and achieve. Oh, my goodness. Thank you. Yes, I love it. Those are that was such powerful advice and something that is like applicable. Women can walk away and they can implement that. So I love that you shared that. So I want to thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I want to you to share where can my audience find you if they want to purchase your book, if they want to learn more about how you could help them with personal branding, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, you can visit my website, which is bloompersonalbranding.com. There you will find all kinds of things about me, um, about my journey, my coaching. And um, you can also find a link, which I believe is going to be live today, to um, purchase my book. Uh, so um, the, the other thing I wanted to mention, too, is... Um, I am starting a personal membership com community 
uh, for women, which will um, be live in about three weeks, I believe. So um, there, there's information on my website about that. Uh, and I'd love to have you be a part of, of that community as well. But bloompersonalbranding.com is where you'll find everything. Amazing. We will have all of that also linked up on YouTube channel if you're watching this on video or on our podcast notes. So thank you so much, Treva, for coming today and sharing your story. It's it's amazing to hear someone's transformation process. So we appreciate you coming on today. That is all for this week's episode. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth. Oh, 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 oh